Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of Behind the Springs, where we're focusing right now on the response to the COVID-19 crisis here in Colorado Springs. Thank you for listening or joining us live right now on Facebook. I'm Ted Scroback. And I'm Jen Schrader. We are really fortunate uh, today to have the director of the city's Parks, Recreation and Cultural Services Department with us, Karen Palace. Karen, we know you're busy. Thanks for spending time with us. Happy to be here. And we want to start um, by getting right to the topic at hand. Um, we're calling this episode Be Smart in Our Parks, which is something we would like to say all the time, but especially um, right now. We've heard and we've seen even some video on social media um, proving that some of those local parks and open spaces are just packed. So um, we have you here today to talk about the importance of getting out there and spreading out. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. And thanks for asking. It really is an important topic for us right now. Uh, we've been so fortunate in our community to be able to keep our parks and trails and open spaces um, open and available where many other communities have had to and um, actually put together closures um, during this time. So we've been fortunate to be able to do that, but we do need our folks to spread out. Our regional parks have been very, very attractive to folks um, getting out and uh, getting in that recreation. And so we're really encouraging folks to explore parks near their home. So within that, like Governor Pulse has said, within 10 miles of your home. And we're um, actually an amazing community in the fact that we have over 66% of our population have parks within a 10 minute walk. And so if you can get out and take that 10 minute walk and head to your neighborhood park, we'd really prefer folks uh, make those choices. Going to the regional parks, if you want to be there, go at different times of the day, go earlier in the day, go later in the day. That 10 to two window is just really seeing heavy traffic. And I've been sharing with folks that if you have to make your own parking spot at one of those parks when you get there, try another location. And we've got plenty to choose from with over 200 parks within our city and encouraging folks to, to get out there and spread out. Karen, I've seen, uh, actually physically seen some park rangers out. Uh, I live over by U Valley Park, so I saw uh, Ranger Madison Petty, who's actually a friend of mine from back in Tucson, Arizona. I grew up with her and her her family. So to rib her a little bit, I was making fun of her because she was trying to lock up the gate there on her way out. And I was like, you need some help over there or what's going on? Um, but these park rangers are out right now. Like I said, I've physically seen them. Um, is there a plan for some for some sort of enforcement? Well, in terms of our rangers, our rangers are out educating folks, encouraging folks to um, keep that physical distance of at least six feet, especially between um, family groups and such as you're out on the trails, uh, encouraging folks to wear their mask while they're out and about as well, and to um, really be patient and courteous of one another so that we can reduce any conflicts out there. So our ranger staff are out doing that, and so are our, our park maintenance staff, especially in our neighborhood and community parks. However, we've been working very close with Colorado Springs um, Police Department and uh, Vince, uh, Chief uh, Niski and his team have been fantastic. Um, they've been real visible and such. We have not, you know, everybody always asks me, has anybody been ticketed for, you know, playing a uh, uh, soccer or football. No, no one's been ticketed for that. But, you know, when you see a police car, so that you start to go, okay, what are the rules? Let's, you know, straighten up, pay attention. And so I really appreciate their visibility 
in the sites. They were a huge help with us with North Shine Canyon uh, last weekend. They did have to ticket some vehicles. We have vehicles that end up lining up that narrow canyon, and we just can't have that. That's not safe for their personal vehicles being placed there, but then also for um, police or fire that need to respond potentially to the homes that are above the canyon there. Um, so we're fortunate to have that support. They're continuing out there. These are not um, police officers off their regular beat, per se. Um, these are individuals that are typically in our schools. So our school resource officers are helping to support uh, making sure folks are following the rules in our parks. Great. I will, I will also say the other part of that story with Madison is she goes, yeah, well, and we were social distanced, you know, we were, we were stepping away from each other, but she goes, I just saw a, a mother bear and her cubs up there. It was awesome. And I was like, yeah, I hope we don't see that up there. So, uh, so yeah, there's still some fun to be had, but also uh, not only uh, protecting yourself from COVID-19, but also uh, saw something on uh, our next door too that rattlesnakes are starting to come out as well. Um, and then obviously the bears are coming out of hibernation. So not only social distancing, but make sure you're social distancing from the wildlife, yes, respect uh, the wildlife. that's Let's, out there uh, as well. Physical distance from the wildlife, <laughs> yeah. most definitely. But yeah, this is the time of year. Uh, Madison's exactly right. She's fantastic. Uh, one of our great rangers we have out in our facilities. And uh, yeah, if we you can do your best to monitor yourself, especially if look down, look ahead um, when you're out there on the trail make sure that's uh, not a snake and only a stick yes so. exactly exactly <laughs> and so as we move into this safer at home karen um this new phase can you kind of clarify what's closed and what's open in your department not a lot has changed for parks correct that is correct and that is i think probably the most challenging thing to get out to folks to understand that i think a lot of folks thought sunday night that we were free to go and do what we needed to do especially in parks and um, we're fortunate to, again, still be able to have the recreation component that many states do not have at this time. And so we need folks to continue to follow those rules. For us, in terms of parks, trails, and open spaces, all of those are still open and available to folks. There are still no team sports. So if you want to go out and kick a soccer ball with one of your family members, you want to play um, a pickup basketball game with uh, two of your sons or your daughters, you are absolutely able to do that. But you cannot go and play with large groups. We've been um, seeing uh, large soccer groups coming out now. I saw some last night, so I need to we're trying to put some messaging out there around that. So I appreciate this is really timely for us to make sure that they understand that team sports, especially any contact sports, are not um, open at this time. Our playgrounds are still not open and neither are our pavilions. Um, we've been able to keep our courts where other communities have removed um, basketball hoops and taken down tennis and pickleball nets. Uh, we've been able to keep ours open, but we need everybody to do their part. And that part is playing with your family only, don't share equipment, paddles, balls, rackets, any of those kind of things. And that way we can all still continue to remain safe out there. And you're to be clear in terms of your programming. I mean, we know a lot of your facilities are obviously closed. I think that's that's pretty self-explanatory for folks, hopefully. But your spring sports programs are, are yeah, not happening of- and... Right, exactly. All of our spring sports uh, have been canceled at this time. We are still doing some registration for summer, but we're pending the guidance from um, the state and and also El Paso County Health as to what we'll be able to um, potentially do. Our community centers, our museums, Surtage Ice Center, all of our indoor facilities at this time are still closed. We are offering some food distribution programs at our community centers with our partners at Karen Share and the Food um, Rescue Group. 
And so um, we're able to do that through the families that we currently serve. And we're doing that very differently now, and it is by appointment only. And so we've been able to continue that service, thankfully, for those communities, for those communities where those uh, centers are. And less parks and more cultural services, but I know the museum is offering a lot virtually. And so there are a lot of online opportunities for people to get involved. Absolutely. In. My staff has just really jumped up to the charts. I, I think they've been hidden um, actor and actresses. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, entertainers and um, having a great time out there, but also um, providing some great messages and keeping folks active, especially our therapeutic recreation program. They've been having dance parties each week with their members. They usually do a dance each month, so it's kind of um, been fun for them to zoom in and, and see each other, and they've had different theme weeks, and I think last week was like the prom kind of theme, so you had to dress up and um, be part of the prom party and uh, they had a great time and it's just it's super especially for um, that population who needs that consistency and needs those type of programs and that interaction and it's really been fun to to see and watch I'm really proud of all their efforts and yeah. all the great things if people aren't familiar TRP is the therapeutic recreation yes. program um, for adults and youth with disabilities and it's wonderful so check that out too Jen, I think we got to start taking some of these ideas to our communication it's virtual true. meetings <laughs> yes. and, and start making some themes yeah, there, and, there you go. And, and having some fun. I, I want to take it back to the, the physical park side of things. Uh, you were mentioning regional parks. We're seeing a lot of parking out on the road, a lot of, uh, uh, of crowding in that sort of situation. Uh, what are some of these alternatives that people can find? I mean, just for example, while I have Ute Valley not too far away, I also have uh, a trail that runs right along a stormwater drain. That's a great trail to walk along and, uh, and great sights and, and sounds and whatnot. So where are some of maybe these, uh, these hidden places that people can find right near them, and uh, what are some resources they can use to find them? Absolutely. Well, like I said, we do have many of our homes have um, parks within a 10-minute walk, which is fantastic and you can get out and explore your, your own neighborhood and those own, your own neighborhood trails. We have over 100 um, miles of urban trails available out there. You can check on our website. We'll list all the parks and the locations and such. But I would like to um, share with you that Trails and Open Space Coalition have done a really cool thing and um, really proud of their efforts. They um, pulled in a, an app, and so you can go along, and a couple of their staff, because they're not doing some of these other things, um, went and walked some different trails or rode some different trails, took some pictures, and those facilities are now on their website. So if you go to the Trails and Open Space um, website and check out there, there's some really different locations, things you might not even have known about, um, areas that they're um, familiar with, with a lot of different projects they've worked with us on. So it's fun to see that. There's also some great county parks and such out there as well. We were meeting with um, Tim Wolken and his team. Again, they've been super in making sure that their facilities have been able to stay open as well, because that is something we've seen across the, the country and also on the Front Range, is if somebody closed is one area just it makes another area much more challenging and so we've all been really working together so there's lots of places to spread out check out our website check out trails and open space coalition and check out El Paso county parks and go visit somewhere new someplace you haven't explored before um, and sometimes it might be right in your own neighborhood and that's what's been really fun to see people out and about our neighborhood parks have never been as busy as they are right now folks are out walking those trails they're out playing in the grass 
um, doing activities with their kids and such. And uh, it's really been fun to see those numbers increase in, in those areas. And in, in terms of playgrounds and pavilions and those sort of things, you're obviously just, I just want to clarify for people that you're waiting for guidance on that. Because I know people are itching to get back on those things, but we have to have a little patience. Yeah, and playgrounds have really been the toughest. Mm-hmm. You can imagine taking your kids to a park for a walk. I was out in Venetia Park over the weekend last weekend, and there's moms and dads, and they're walking with their two little ones, and they're, you know, why why can't, they just don't understand why I can't go and play, and so we're looking forward to be able to open those up for for the summer, but we're waiting for that proper guidance from the health department. We want it to, to be sure. a safe time. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I'd even say uh, those are great resources that you were mentioning. Uh, as my wife and I were looking for a house to move to, uh, we would always look, you know, what parks are in the area, and then... Uh, I don't want to promote Google, but I will say that their map service does a really great job, too, of showing you different trails that you can use uh, right around your house, which was a a pretty cool feature to see and and something that might make you look right around where you are on Google Maps and go, oh, actually, well, I can get to this park via this longer trail or, yeah, whatever it may be. So I think there's... uh, there's a lot of things out there. One, uh, if I may, one controversial topic. Uh, I don't know how it became controversial. Uh, I think some uh, misinformation was out there, but uh, uh, we were talking a little bit before the show about um, is there a discussion for some certain times where maybe there won't be vehicles in some of these uh, different parks? We have um, looked at that opportunity um, over many years in terms of looking at what we can do and how we can do some things a little differently in those um, our regional parks. And uh, we've done motorless morning for the last couple of years at the Garden of the Gods where we've closed those roads um, to vehicles and just allowed uh, cyclists and hikers and walkers and joggers and, and such in there. And it's a really great event, but it is truly an event. Mm-hmm. And um, the numbers that we draw for those closures um, are pretty uh, pretty staggering as well. And so until we can address the large gathering issues, and right now those are completely off the table, less than 10 is not really a viable option for a motorless morning. Yeah. And so at least not a safe viable option. Yes. Um, but um, until we can address that and allow larger groups, then we'd like to bring that back. We love doing that event. It's so much fun. Um, it works really well in the garden when we do it because we do have large parking areas out front. The challenge during COVID is you have a large parking lot out front. So now <laughs> everybody's going into that park in that location. Right now, we have over 500 parking spots throughout the entire garden and so folks could pick a a lot and have a spot on the main side or they might pick over by balance rock and so they're going in different directions that those type of events kind of allow it to kind of funnel into one particular area unless you only ride in by bike but we've seen so many folks come into that they drive in and we want to make sure it's accessible and available for all of our our community in terms of um, abilities and such so we're going to wait a little while for that next uh, motorless morning. Those are one of my favorite events, too. Patience. So, uh, yes. Yes. Is I, yes. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, we'd love to do motorless morning. There are so many promoters out there that run do runs and walks and stuff, and this is the time of year that they would be doing that as well. They're trying to figure out what works and what it looks like. We're seeing some communities doing virtual races now, so we're exploring that, like how could we do do some of the things that we've done in the past, but 
do them a little differently. And I think the large groups hearing the calls that I've been on over the last um, six weeks, I was on a call yesterday with the governor's office and a lot of these larger events, larger venues are going to be some time. It really is a wait and see. And I think opening up and doing the opening or been doing and will be doing over the next, um, I guess, about 14 days or so, and then evaluating that, I think, is going to make some determinations on how we start to grow. Less than 10 is pretty tough to do for most activities, yeah. uh, no matter what your interests are, cycling, um, hiking, biking, whatever the case may be. Um, and so we'll, we'll do a wait and see, but we are planning, we're continuing to plan for um, our traditional type of activities for the summer, but um, we're also planning for what it looks like if, if we're not able to do that as well. And there's a lot we're not able to do, but I think like you said at the beginning, we have to focus on all that's still open and right. available to people. And so we hope you'll focus on that as well. Um, so we want to mention coloradosprings.gov slash parks um, is a great resource for checking out some alternative trails and open spaces and parks. And then also trailsandopenspaces.org is another place to go for um, the Trails and Open Space Coalition. And so um, just, you know, stick with those credible sources when it comes to parks and trails, um, just as you would for information about COVID-19. So we want to stress that again to stick with El Paso County Health, the um, just El Paso County, and also the City of Colorado Springs for, um, you know, all that important information that you need right now. And Karen, uh, kind of a last question for me. Can you talk a little bit about um, some trail etiquette as you're walking along because of the social distancing side of things. Now, a lot of trails are nice and, and wide, but um, what should people be uh, watching out for, um, you know, as a bike is coming up or another walker or jogger? Um, how can they socially distance at that point? Well, that's a great question. I really appreciate that. Um, and we've seen folks really um, working together on that, and as, especially if when they're out in more crowded um, areas. And so um, the goal of that is, as, as far as physical distancing going, is when you're walking on a trail and you see somebody approach, try to communicate in advance what the plan is. If, you, if there's an area for one to choose to step aside sooner than later, Folks are doing that and giving folks that time. I've always said, too, with them, if you've got your mask on and stuff, you know, just turn, and that way folks can go their way. They can turn and do theirs. Similar to the way you're handling the grocery store these yes, days. Yes, yes. Same kind of thing, communicate in advance, I, you know, eye contact. But be patient. Be courteous with one another. Um, and I say that today, but I say that always. And that's the way, the way we reduce conflicts and and um, provide a really safe safe experience but i want to say for the most part um, in terms of our folks out there they have really been great um, they've really done good work we do have you know some areas that are really well visited and we'd encourage folks to kind of spread out in, in that regard but um, in terms of overall we've seen good compliance and I think folks are understanding the need and the importance of wearing a mask, even when outdoors. And um, and I just want to be thankful to the community and thankful to those folks that because if they're doing things the right way, we can continue to keep things open and available. And that's what we really want to do. Yeah. Anecdotally speaking, uh, what I saw, you know, again, at U Valley Park, some of the smaller trails uh, as I'm running or walking, people are running away from me. So they're, they're getting off the trail. That has nothing to do with COVID-19. Well, I know. And that was the other thing is actually early on in all this, 
you know, it would happen. And there was yeah. a, a couple of women that were walking and they, you know, both quickly split to the side. And I was like, well, what's, oh, wait, I, okay. you know, sometimes you forget what's actually right. well, going And on. I saw that a lot They're in the park. They're being courteous. Yeah, yes. I saw that a lot um, in the park on over the weekend too, because, and it's interesting how you think about things and things that we probably wouldn't have thought were crowded now we're like, whoa, that's really crowded. And I, I've seen our perceptions have changed a lot of what's a busy area, what's not a busy area. And I see people adapting their plans where they might have wanted to go, you know, left around the loop and chose to go right because there was a couple and a dog coming the other way. So they go the other direction. And so I think folks are really um, trying to be courteous to one another and be respectful of that space. And if we can do that, we can all get through this together. Yeah. Any final words from you, Karen, before we uh, sign off on this edition? Well, I just want to say thank you again for having me in. I love the opportunity to kind of share what's happening, and I love the fact that we're able to um, continue to provide great facilities, great service um, during a crisis in which our communities need our parks more than ever. And thank you to your rangers and your mm -hmm. team. They're doing amazing work in terms of maintenance and education. It's incredible. I appreciate that. My staff has been phenomenal through all of this and working hard out there um, day in, day out, making sure that the facilities are safe, restrooms are, are open and available and clean, and making sure everybody's able to enjoy those wonderful spaces in the most safe most safe way. Maybe some of the unsung frontline workers they going are. on They're right now. They are. They're still essential, so. so we appreciate that. Absolutely. Jen, you want to talk more about, uh, again, one more time about uh, some of the credible sources, not only for parks, but... Uh, yeah, just uh, we just would love locally for people to really visit ElPasoCountyHealth.org and also to follow them on social media, whatever your uh, platform of choice is. We encourage you to follow them, and you can um, follow Colorado Springs Parks as well um, when it comes to picking those the best parks and trails for your family because it's so important to get out there and um, release some of the stress. Exactly. So this is another edition of Behind the Springs. Thank you for viewing, watching, listening, and uh, please go on, rate, like, subscribe. As we've said before, we are doing these uh, uh, kind of on random days right now when we get new information. Yes, so. we're hoping next week, Ted, to have someone from El Paso County Health Department here to talk about the latest and greatest, so that will be great information. That would be fantastic. So make sure, like I said, you rate, like, subscribe. If you're subscribed, then you'll know when the next episodes come out. Eventually, we'll get back onto our every other Tuesday format. But for now, this is another edition of Behind the Springs. Thanks for watching and listening.